All right. We are here with Justine Reyes on the Founding Forward podcast. She's a forward for the Connecticut Whale in her first season. Justine, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're talking to you just a couple of days before the Connecticut Whale head up to Toronto for the semifinals up there. are going to be at Madame Athletic Center, which is where the uh, the All-Star Showcase was this season. So I'm sure fans will be excited to have some more PHF hockey. But uh, when I have guests on the show, I like to start at the very, very, very beginning. So Justine, if you can take us back to when you think you fell in love with hockey? Uh, yeah, so uh, back to the very first days, uh, my older brother played roller hockey, um, just locally where I'm from. Um, and so, of course, as a lot of uh, young kids do, they like to be like their older siblings. Um, so I wanted to play roller hockey. I started with that, um, picked up ice hockey pretty soon after that. And I think it's it's I've been sold ever since. Yeah, you talk about roller hockey, and we see now that there is a little bit more of a movement to think of either whether it's roller hockey or ball hockey as a way to grow the game in places where maybe there's not a lot of ice, like perhaps in California. Um, so before we get back to your career, I just want to get to pick your brain on that. And, and um, you know, it seems like an alternative form of, of hockey, not on ice, was mm-hmm. what got you hooked. And so what are your thoughts about being able to expand the game a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think any way you can expand the game, it's a good thing. Um, roller hockey, ball hockey, it's all like, I, I don't know. It's so cool that there's like so many different forms of the game that we all love and we're passionate about. And I think that, you know, any way we can continue to do that, grow the game, have fun, I, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Also, do you happen to, like, what is the actual difference between ball hockey and deck hockey? Is it like a rectangle square thing like are they the same I'm just curious (laughs) um deck hockey I I don't actually know roller hockey um I think is usually honestly it's been I'm a little out of the game I think it's (laughs) four on four okay yeah I gotta because I'm like they're both played on surfaces I guess ball hockey can kind of be played anywhere but deck hockey usually is kind of like that more rubbery hard surface I think I don't know that's what it looks like anyway (laughs) all right (laughs) well as I said we get back to the Connecticut whale but so you played at St. Lawrence and and um, then you have an opportunity to go pro but like a lot of people you you spent some time in Europe so talk us through as you're wrapping up your your college career what went into what would be next when it comes to either sport or just like life in general (laughs) yeah um as my college career was ending I I knew that I I didn't want to be done with the game um but I also knew that while there's uh, some opportunity in the states um I wanted to explore Europe and I wanted to be able to travel and kind of experience that like away from home um I I went by myself I didn't have any expectation of what was going to come next um it was kind of a surprise and I just kind of wanted to to kind of have those experiences and, and grow as a person and still be able to to kind of play hockey. So I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people talk about that as well. You get an, a chance to explore somewhere new mm-hmm. and, and play hockey at the same time. So what were some of the your favorite things that you did while you were abroad um, when you weren't playing hockey? <laughs> Yeah, um, I think just meeting all the other players out there, especially people, you know, you 
you don't always play against in college, but you know of from college. Um, and sharing those experiences with them. Um, lots and lots of travel, which is awesome. Um, I love traveling. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to do that. And it's, it's much easier to get around once you're uh, out in Europe versus, you know, flying from the States to, to get out there. So, yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so eventually, though, you do come back. Obviously, this is your first season with the Connecticut Whale. So what made this league and this team the right choice for you at this time? Yeah, um, I think first, originally, um, Coach Colton reached out to me and kind of expressed some interest. Um, I wasn't yet sure at the end of my season in Sweden what I was going to do next. Um, so he kind of contacted me, kind of opened the door uh, to kind of start looking into this league a little bit more, more seriously. Um, and it definitely helps that I, I have a former college teammate on the team now. So that, that's pretty cool to, to kind of get a player perspective before you, you make the leap. Yeah, for sure. And um, what were the expectations? Um, you know, you've obviously played in the States before, but um, a lot of people – I hear kind of regardless of sport that a European style is a little bit different than a North American style. So you go from uh, the States to Europe and then from Europe to the States. What did you notice uh, making those transitions? Um, I would say definitely the the smaller ice in the States uh, speeds up the game a little bit more. Um, American style is, is a little bit more physical too. Um, but I mean, it's not something that I, I didn't have experience with. It's it's more similar to college. Um, but you know, each each player has their preferences, I guess, and they can adapt either way. So yeah, for sure. I, I I'm always curious to hear what defenders think about the, the longer <laughs> ice, yeah, wider and deeper, uh, <laughs> more room to cover. Um, okay, so so you get to Connecticut, and mm-hmm. this is a team that they had success super early in the first, the very first season of the league and then struggled mightily. Uh, but you come in just as they make the, the first Isabel cup final, uh, but fell short of the ultimate goal there. Um, as a newcomer, how much of that did you know, just either by your own research, or as you mentioned, you know, obviously have a teammate um, and how much of that was kind of discussed as a team, particularly early on? Um, I think that, Every player is aware of, of where the team was last year, regardless if they're new or if they're returning. Um, but I also think that with all the new players that we were able to sign for this year, I think we kind of try to focus on this year and not look too much uh, back on last year. Um, just because our identity is a little bit different, you know, there's different personalities in the room that, that make up the team. Um, so I think we kind of just try to, kind of focus on this year and what we wanted to accomplish at the end of the season yeah I'm sure that helped especially because like talking heads like myself <laughs> that that's kind of what we do right we we give storylines from season to season and mm-hmm. make wild predictions before the puck has dropped um so as the team is building though you know you mentioned that there are a lot of new pieces and it seemed as though the consistency might not have been where Connecticut wanted it to be early on what do you remember about the, the early part of the season especially with a a little bit of a weird schedule is very on and off again for the Connecticut whale. And uh, what were some of the things that, that you felt were happening in that time that helped to build the progress that you got at the back end of the season? 
Yeah, I think in the beginning, just with all the talent we have on our roster, everyone was kind of trying to find where they fit in the lineup, um, trying to find that chemistry. And and like you said, with the weird start to the season, all the like kind of pauses, um, it was a little bit harder to do that in, in the timeline that we wanted. Um, that being said, I think at this point, we've definitely found where we can have success and how we like to play, um, how we can lean on each other. Um, so I think we we found how to do that eventually. Yeah, and you 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 talked about each individual player trying to find what their role is and mm-hmm. very early on I and other people identified that that you kind of I don't I don't know if shifty is the right word, maybe more active, right? Uh you seem to be a very active player and um obviously things like the, for the rest of the team or the team as a, as a whole started clicking for you, you find yourself toward the back end of the regular season on that top line. Um mm-hmm. But but for you, what was the the transition like for you? And what were some of the things that that you were trying to feel out as you got to know your new team? Um, I mean, just kind of the same things, uh, getting comfortable within the system, um, comfortable with my line mates. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's I don't think I did anything too crazy. I, I stick to what I, I know what my strengths are um, and I kind of try to get some feedback from the coaches, what they think my weaknesses are, be upfront about what I think I can work on and, and kind of try to develop that as well. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the strengths, you know, how would you def- define your game um, as, you know, a professional athlete? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty creative. Um, I like to make plays. I like to, uh, you know, look for, for passes. Um, yeah, I think just my creativity um, is, is one of my strengths, um, finding that open space, slowing the game down, things like that. Yeah, and it's interesting because I do think that the Connecticut Whale is made up of a lot of those players. I think especially on, on the forward lines, you find a lot of players that have unique talents and that can be creative. And in some ways that's beautiful, right? It, it can be a beautiful game. And in other ways, I would imagine that maybe it takes a little time to click in those systems because everyone can see the ice from so many different angles. I mean, what has been your experience, especially as you've moved uh, throughout the lineup with different um, line mates? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this team has so many talented players, um, a lot of creative forwards, like you said. So definitely finding that chemistry and finding um, how to work within the system with our creativity. Um, I mean, it was a challenge in the beginning of the year, but but like I said, I, I really think that we've kind of figured it out uh, at this point of the season. And another thing that I've noticed watching Connecticut this season in particular is that it seems like that that also transitioned on the defensive side. I think that at the, even before losing, losing Mallory Soliotis, unfortunately, to uh, a season-ending injury, um, the, the defense was, I don't want to say completely stay at home, but definitely more focused on the, the defensive side of the game. Whereas mm-hmm. now we see, as the Connecticut Whale have started to heat up, that blend of popping into the play, helping, getting shots up on net, which have then led to to blue line goals um, has been an aspect and element. Is that Was that a focus for the team? Or would you say, similar to how we've been talking, that it was just a nature of the team getting to know each other, maybe a little bit of both? How, how do you see that as a forward? <laughs> yeah, uh, I would definitely say a little bit of both. Um, we have, I mean, our D are great too, um, not just our forwards. Um, 
we have some creative types in the back end as well. So I think kind of getting them comfortable, getting up in the play and kind of joining the forwards in, in you know, the plays and the rushes and stuff like that, I think has, has opened some doors for, for them to, to get more points as well. All right. So you gave us a lay of the land of Connecticut and kind of the trajectory as we head to the playoffs. But again, you're heading to the playoffs. You're going to have a series against Toronto, which mm-hmm. is a formidable team. I think that um, it's it's going to be a unique series because I think there's similarities. There's, you know, mild similarities, but there's also very specific things that each team does. And I'm very mm-hmm. curious see what that is going to look like head to head especially in a series so what has been the focus uh you've had a few practices now since your last regular season games and um you know what is broad strokes the the conversations that Connecticut's having going into this series um I think just I mean doing what's been making us successful those this last stretch of games um using our speed using each other um getting pucks on net, traffic in front of the net. Um, I think we we like to focus more on ourselves and how we play and how we like to dictate the, the game and the pace of the play um, versus overthinking too much of what they're going to throw at us. Um, that being said, we know what to expect. They're a talented team. Um, they're, I mean, great in transition. They got a lot of kids that can shoot the puck. So just being aware of that and kind of trying to take that away from them early. Yeah, you mentioned getting, you know, you know bodies in front. Definitely. Mm-hmm something that we saw uh, Connecticut focus on. And I think it also opened up a different element of the game for Connecticut that we hadn't necessarily seen this season and arguably even last year, which again, we know is a different team, but you you saw a little bit of more of those gritty grindy goals early on, which I think opened up the offense later again. Was that something that you specifically focused on or do you think that was just kind of the creativity work and it's magic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, it, it was definitely was a focus to get those gritty goals. Um, I think, I mean, just popping one in is going to inspire confidence in the rest of the group. Um, we have that faith in each other. And sometimes all you need is that that one little spark to, to get things going. Love it. All right. So we talked about the series coming up. Uh, I want to get to know you a little bit better. We'll ask you some some questions that might be fun. Um, but okay, so you're traveling, you're going to be on a road trip, you want to stay focused. Are there any specific things, whether it's for recovery or just for your downtime, that you absolutely have to pack going up to Toronto? Ah, uh, tough one. I would definitely say some sort of book. Um, I, I like to read to just kind of unwind a bit. Um I, I I need to pick something new for this weekend. I think I'm. I think I finished my my last book on the the last road trip, so I, I have to look into that a little bit. Uh yeah, nothing too crazy. I just like to keep it simple. Um, maybe a walk the morning of the game. Uh, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. What's the last book you read? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, honestly, I don't even remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about locker room. Um, seemed like a pretty chill team on the ice. I always joke around that Kennedy Marchment, it might take you like two minutes to realize that she scored. That's how smooth she is. But uh, who who really gets the party started? Who hypes up the group and gets everyone ready to go uh, come game time? Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's kind of a team effort. Our, uh, Resident DJ Tori Sullivan is um, she gets the girls going on on the ox. So uh, I think we'll start with her and the kind of the rest of the team just kind of follows. So that's fair. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> Tori on the ox. Yeah, I love yeah. it. 
Um, this is a fun one I always like to ask. Now, you know, uh, I I I know that hockey players probably up there with football players uh, for having a notoriously uh, worked gear. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, what's your secret though to to keep your gear as fresh as possible? <laughs> Game through. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question. Uh, honestly, just making sure it's dry uh, <laughs> and hoping for the best. <laughs> And are there any players that you maybe try to keep away from? <laughs> post uh, yeah, there's there's one or two, but I'm not going to name any names. I think they'll, uh, they'll know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Not throwing anyone under the bus. Respect, respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Justine, thank you so much for joining us here on The Founding Floor. And of course, best of luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.